Margaret Athena, chapter 17. Annabeth was trying to cheer up Hazel, regaling her with Percy's greatest seaweed brain moments, when Frank stumbled down the hall and burst into her cabin. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ava, Neve, how are we this week? Pretty good. Doing pretty well. We're gonna go um get Duncan after this episode. Like <laughs> get something more coffee. Yeah, because they really care about that. I'm sure everyone listening is gonna be like, <laughs> oh my god. I really wanted to know their plans on how to get coffee at 3 p.m. probably. <laughs> but yeah. I'm doing good. Um I have started scheduling shifts at my job at home, which is so fun. Love doing that. Really excited to go back to waitressing for the summer. Woo! Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was a really fun call this afternoon. Mm. Um, but yeah, I am excited to earn money um, and see my family. My sister is... Uh, kind of freaking out about college, so Aww. excited to Boston University. Nice. Oh, edit that out. <laughs> we cannot. You can, people cannot know where to go to college. Um, but like, yeah, she's kind of freaking out about the whole process. Um, so I'm excited to go home and try and help her. I, I don't think I did that process really well, but hopefully, I can <laughs> advise her on what not to do. <laughs> How are you, Brayden? Um, I am. All right. I, I'm getting ready for my summer job. I've still yet to get a schedule. Um, I'm just working in admissions, um, at the school we go to. Um, it's funny, like when we try overtly not to say it, we definitely like have accidentally, like if you, if you like took the time to research, you could find it. Um, but it's, you know, don't take the time. Don't take the time. We're trying real hard to be discreet about where we attend school. Um, and for what? Who knows? Yeah, um, I don't know. It feels like you probably should, but like everything is being recorded and we're all being watched all the time anyway, so who cares? We'll let you know specifically in a year. <laughs> Post-grad. Post-grad. <laughs> Big drum roll, like, and we attended. Oh my god! And then no one knows what school we went to because we go to a small liberal arts. Yeah, like, no one like, understands it anyways. Not like we go to UMass. <laughs> so you can cross one school off the list. We don't go to UMass. That is no. correct. <laughs> my brothers go to UMass. I'll dox them. Oh my god! It's a giant school. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm from Massachusetts. They can assume yeah. that I have family members that go to UMass. That's so funny. all right (laughs) welcome back to uh return to camp half-blood uh this week we're discussing the mark of athena uh chapters 17 through 20 through the theme of history and this week we have our first guest for uh this book uh we have lachlan from the we uh accidentally vaporized our podcast yeah welcome hello thank you for having me and i forget the name of our podcast all the time because the instagram handle is different from the name of it because we dropped the we so (laughs) it's really great marketing on my part i think 
<laughs> uh, just like tell the, us a little bit about yourself for the listeners so they can get to know you. Um, and also, most importantly, the question that we ask all of our guests the first time that they come on, who is your godly, godly parent and why? Oh, yes. So, well, quick thing about me is that um, my last final exam grade just came in and I'm too scared to look at it. So we're going to keep doing this and then I'll look at it after. So, you know, you can infer from that I am a graduate student and hating everything about it, but it's great. It's fun. I love, I love, I love school. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Who's my godly parent? I don't know. Whoever's the most lame one, probably, but that also seems rude to actually name names. <laughs> I want to bring any ill will upon me. So, you know, <laughs> that's the funniest answer ever. I get that. <laughs> that's one way to answer so far. Just, just do it when I can, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the tradition of our podcast is when we have a guest, uh, we torture them. And uh, so uh, are you prepared to give a 45-second recap of these four chapters? I believe I can. All right. All right. We believe in you. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right, so the boys get back from the aquarium and decide they have to leave because you know, they're being chased or whatever. Um, Leo bullies Frank a little bit with the Chinese <laughs> finger trap. They go to Charleston, which I've been to a lot in my life. We'll talk about that. Um, and the Romans are coming after them. And we have the big knife moment. One of my favorite moments from all these books. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, Octavian looks like an idiot, like, like usual. Annabeth goes to Fort Sumter and finds a map, supposedly. She'll find out more about that. We learn about her big fight with her mom and how her hat doesn't work anymore. Um, I don't know, there's a great Persebeth moment. Raina says, the next time we meet, we'll be enemies on the battlefield. All right, your time is up. Bam. That was pretty good, though. That was was pretty good. good. (laughs) More than I feel like we normally take. Yeah. (laughs) Years. <laughs> hyper focus on a couple details and leave out everything else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's my. That's 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 my I, I always get trapped, tripped, tripped up in like one minor detail. Like I would have spent the entire time talking about the Chinese finger trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could have mentioned the bonding moment that happens between Annabeth and Frank. You know, like there, there are other moments. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Um, we also create a playlist as we go and so Ava Neve do you have have songs for the that go with these chapters do you have a song (laughs) no (laughs) I I did week I forget (laughs) no 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 I'm only laughing because I did consider just saying my chemical romance is me song <laughs> I've already said it for the last episode we just filmed, and I did consider just doing it again to like really hit home. Um, but I have decided against it, although that would be super funny. Um, I I'm between two. Oh, okay. Um, one is more of a joke, and one is more real. Throw in the joke one. I feel like we haven't had a lot of joke ones this, yeah. this season. Okay. Now there's two joke ones. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> they the same name, but by different artists. Both? Um, 
I'm going to go with, I'll go with Venus by Lady Gaga. Oh, it was Venus by Gaga or Venus by Bananarama. (laughs) I'm your Venus song. You're unfamiliar with Bananarama. Yes. I can't play it because we'll get copyrighted. We will. That's fine. Please do the research. on Just Dance back in the day. Yes. Yes. Shaving commercials now. Yes. I genuinely don't know. Like, I for some reason I can't. Like, I don't feel like there is any particular vibe that encompasses these chapters because I feel like these chapters go everywhere. Yeah, they do. Um, see, <laughs> so I'm just gonna pick the song that's been stuck in my head for she the past tea. twelve hours. <laughs> and the relentlessly stuck in my head for the past twelve hours is <clears throat> "You're Welcome from Moana." We need to take a moment. That moment of silence was needed. Um, I'm just going to move on. There's no rules, but I feel like you broke them. Yeah, literally. (laughs) There are no... Anyways, as much as I wanted to do my... I don't know if I can add that. I'll revisit it later. We'll revisit it. As much as I wanted to do my chemical romance again, I think I'm going to settle on a more realistic pick of 91 by Bleachers. One of my favorite songs ever, but it also just talks a lot about like having a bad relationship with your parents and mm-hmm. being uprooted. So I felt like it made sense for Annabeth. But you know, yeah. It's also just a very good song. So okay. So, you can revisit mine later on. <laughs> Let me know if like this is too bad. I think he's chill now. I guess. No. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> can i also can i also suggest a song of course of course. yeah good lord child Please no. i love him <laughs> yeah it's because our upstairs neighbor just got back and so now he's losing his mind over because he can see her part no. he can't see her yet okay so um i would like to suggest the song um oh i can't Teenagers scare the living shit out of me. What is that song called? Oh yeah, Teenagers oh. by My Chemical Romance. Yes, there we go. Yes, that one specifically <laughs> because like I'm, I'm just reading like especially the last chapter where like we had to fight each other to the death. I'm gonna murder you. Someone tries to spear Annabeth in the head. And just like you guys are children. Wait, <laughs> you don't have to do any <laughs> of this. <laughs> no, you're so right. I was listening to that song this morning. It's I'm a, a very big My Chemical Romance kick now. It's a really good choice. I almost, I almost did that song a couple episodes ago for like for um the the Percy and Jason fight yeah. scene. Yes, yes. <gasps> oh, like it's such a different perspective now, being like 22 versus when I first read these books when I was like younger than the characters. I'm like, you guys are children. Seriously, calm no, down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Yeah. It's so strange because I, I like. It's it's so strange to like we've talked about this, but like oh viewing them from like like even when I read these books because they were like YA, it was like I was like so I have yeah no go ahead you can start okay I have a real song now um, and it's Art of Survival by Bishop Briggs um, it's so good her new music is so 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 good um, and like I think it's pretty self explanatory um, in the like demigod way <laughs> that's all they do all they do survive <laughs> barely 
Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Good. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> what were our favorite moments from the chapter? It was just so scattered. It was. We finally got to figure out what, well, like, you know, the the hypothetical reader finally got to figure out what happened with Edith and her mom, which I remember when I first read this, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, like, this is so long to not know a key plot point in this story. The book is literally called Mark of Athena. So mm-hmm. yeah, good moment. How did it feel as an original reader to find that out? Satisfying. Oh my God, you're your first time reader? I am because I I read all the original Percy Jackson books, but I stopped mid Heroes of Olympus. So mm-hmm. I, I haven't read Mark Athena. She is in uncharted territory. I am. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. I wish I could experience this book for the first time again. I wish I could specifically experience the knife moment for the first time again. It is so incredible. It's very you drop this. <laughs> no, I literally when you said like, oh, does anyone want to come on? And I literally just texted back that quote. I'm like, this is I need to talk about this. <laughs> it's just like it's just like, oh, the way it shows that even though they've had time apart, they're still so in sync and like they know what each other means. Yeah. And like also it's just so cool. Like, is Percy OP? Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, <laughs> but is it cool? Also, yes. <laughs> like, as long as it's cool, I don't see what the problem is. Exactly, right. exactly. Period. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. And I'm now realizing, I completely forgot to mention that Aph- Aphrodite is in this section of chapters. Yes. As I forgot, recap. Yeah. That That's the whole thing. She has a little tea party with, with the ladies. <laughs> With the girls. <laughs> With the girls. <laughs> time. Girls day. That was like the most dangerous brunch I've ever Literally. seen. <laughs> I strive to create that energy someday. Brunch has never been so high stakes in, like, in, in, in its existence. Like, I yeah, and I, and I think this chapter also encompasses the two paragraphs out of the entire 10 books where Anne Beth mentions the struggle she has as a blonde. Which is really funny thinking about like right now. (laughs) People are reading those paragraphs. It's two paragraphs, guys, out of (laughs) ten books, and we aren't even on that. We're on the very first book, and you guys are talking about book eight. Chill. Yeah. No, those paragraphs are about to be used in some terrible detrimental ways. Yep. Yep. We forgot to talk about that. That the rest of the trio was cast because we did not talk about that. (gasps) Oh my god, we haven't. You're so right. We filmed a whole other episode before this and we totally forgot to talk about it. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Let's talk about yes, it right now. Thank you. So excited. Yeah. I don't I really it's have fantastic. Much to say. It's just exciting. I'm yeah. excited. It's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. Um oh God, yes. the online controversy is really sad, but it not is. unexpected. Yeah. yeah. But Rick's statement scathing was so I was like, annoying. okay, King. I know. Like, <laughs> just like oh, we're, we're putting our teacher hat back on. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh my God, he is pissed. But it was like so well written and like just because I actually, this is a larger topic, but I always feel like a weird, I always feel like celebrities do have, not that he's a celebrity, but like like people who have fan bases. He's a celebrity author. Yeah, yeah. People who have fan bases do kind of have a responsibility for how that fan base acts because they're acting on behalf of the person that they're 
like idolizing, you know? That's why I don't respect so Ariana Grande. That's what I, literally what I was about to say. <laughs> I mean, please don't come for me, Ariana Grande fan. She's a great singer. I love her album. She's so good. But her fans are like, kill yourself if you would say anything like slightly controversial about her, which, and she is like silent, like says nothing about it. And like, I thought it was a very good power move on Rick's part to be like, unequivocally like shut up like this is not something that should be even entertained and if like some of the quotes that were like if like it doesn't matter how many times you've read the books you clearly learn nothing from them I was like oh this is so good yeah and then Becky's tweet saying Annabeth was never yours yes man it was so good no it was really incredible I'm very they like look perfect like they like Mm -hmm. Like what it was, it's the seeing the three of them with each other is. I I mean I hate to bring up bring up the devil, but um, oh yeah, but it's the same feeling you get when you you see like uh, Rupert Grant, Emma Watson, and Daniel Radcliffe like in like the footage of when they first got cast as, in Harry Potter, and you're like those kids are exactly what the book is like wants them to be yeah and like mm-hmm. not even like because people get caught up in like physical description vibe is so much more important yeah right. and I like you see them and you're like that's a vibe yeah that's like, a vibe there's so many terrible child actors out there i'd rather have good actors that are the characters like when walker was first announced i was like oh my god he's blonde like but have you seen him in the adam project he is percy I don't care what color is on his head like (laughs) Percy Jackson like and I'm sure that that is the case with the other two like if they knocked out the park with Walker I'm sure there's not a problem with the others and it's just like like I've waited 10 years for this like at least 10 or 12 years no 12 years I first started reading books when I was 10 and I called my dad at work crying because of how happy I was (laughs) I'm just like it's real like seeing the three of them like this, okay, this is actually happening. Like they are in Vancouver right now having little sword fighting classes and <laughs> their training and just like, it's happening. Like how incredible is that? Thank God. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I think all that matters is that the NF actress is a girl boss. That's truly She is a girl boss. Yeah. You can boss. see it in her face. You can see it in her face. Like, honestly, that is all that matters because that is like Annabeth's main personality change. <laughs> so excited for it. Girl bo- boss hate Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. I will always hold it against her a little bit. I will say that. <laughs> Those two personality traits are so much more important than her being blonde, honestly. Yeah. Yes. No, literally. <laughs> Literally. it's almost like rick forgot she was blonde like i like thinking back to like the specific paragraphs you were mentioning in these mm-hmm. chapters he it literally feels like he was like oh fuck i forgot she's blonde maybe i'll throw something in about it's, that the most out like, of place <laughs> paragraphs like i had to work twice as hard like what do you mean you became a senior counselor when you were 12 what do you mean <laughs> to work hard you were the I thought yeah, it was based off of who's been there the longest. <laughs> like what? Yeah. I sure. was like, like it literally was like, I need some more words. She's blunt. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you like, had to get that word count. Yeah, yeah. literally. It's like yeah. sure, interesting comment on misogyny, but also two paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's it was just so unnecessary and so ridiculous and is giving fuel to such a terrible dumpster fire of an argument on the internet the internet is awful it seems that the conversations have died down since 
uh, the initial announcement. Yeah. Since yeah. I imagine it'll pick back up once the, once the show actually airs and people see it for the first time. And yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I do. I, like- just, I hope she has good security, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. People are scary. They people really are. are. And I have a lot of faith in the show being good, though, yeah. because if, if Rick's like heavily involved in it, not like the movie. And Rick was heavily involved in the musical, and that was really good. Yeah. So, the musical was really good. Yeah. And I think from a visual perspective as well, if you look at how far CGI, especially like everything Disney's doing with all of their Star Wars and Marvel projects, yeah. they ignore some of the weird edits in Black Widow. For the most part, their stuff looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the and the capacities that streaming have now are great. Yeah. I'm sure the child actors will be better than the child actors on Wandavision. Yeah. <laughs> I have personal what beef. No, I have personal beef. <laughs> Not with the, the the kids who are the the um the older Tommy and Billy are five, like there's like three ages. They're baby like toddler baby and like child shit. they were so bad no the baby <laughs> the, the the child age was fine the toddlers the worst toddler actors i've ever seen <laughs> they're toddlers though what do you expect <laughs> from them but like Brayden laying down some interesting opinions no <laughs> so bad i agree with you there's so many kids okay. out there can you provide an example of good toddler actors, though? I would love to. Uh, I would love to. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. I stand corrected. We're so quick with it. <laughs> you came back immediately. Uh, it was like it, it was a very short jump from Wandavision to Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yes, yes but um, yeah. so that was helpful. <laughs> Dear God. I stand by it though. No, I agree there's no way you. those sh- the children actors on Percy Jackson will be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you set a very, very low bar for them. So <laughs> they're also already actors. And I imagine those toddlers just showed up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Parents yeah. said, here you go, take them. Where's our check? <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. More favorite moments in the chapters? <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. We get horrifically off topic. I think the the um the fort scene is actually like really well written. Yeah, I liked it. Bat Rick's battle scenes are hit or miss. Yeah. Some of them are long and like unnecessary and like and then the sword hit the other sword and then this they soared. Um, yes. <laughs> but like I this like siege style fort thing. Yeah. I love, it's not quite a siege. I love a siege, though. I love a siege. Mm. I really loved when Annabeth saw Jason and Percy working together to create the storm. Like, their swords were interlocked, and just the visual that created, like, the visceral emotion of, like, yeah, boys, get them. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. There is something about, like, a good battle scene that, like, makes me tear up. No, I resonate with that. Um, I think, I don't remember. There was one I teared up at recently in the books. I mean, I obviously, I tear up at the Battle of Manhattan, like, throughout the entire thing. Um, I'm going to be honest, the Battle of Hogwarts, I also tear up at. It's, Mm -hmm. it's just, it is the the only thing she wrote well. Um, (laughs) She who shall not be named. I would argue, oh my God. Ooh. Ooh. Um, 
I think there was a part of Son of Neptune I also teared up at. I don't know, something about like, like any scene where they're like, oh, oh, it's when the fucking Amazon show up. I talked because I talked about it reminding me of um the Battle of the Bastards in Game of Thrones. Mm. Like anything where like they're losing and then reinforcements come. And like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. everything's gonna be okay the thing that makes me cry some neptune is when percy calls his mom and she doesn't pick up the phone because you know how much she hates herself as soon as she hears the voicemail yeah. that she wasn't able to answer in the moment like oh that part uh, oh, oh, i love her so much she was trending on twitter on mother's day did you see that like the words sally jackson were trending on twitter on mother's day she is the mother because it was like like it was right post like um a casting announcement yeah so it was like on people's brains so it really got like it got a lot of press, and i was very happy for her i can't wait for the art of whoever they pick to play her and walker yeah that's as their characters that's gonna be really cute I'm so I like I really want to know who it is like it has to be like someone I feel like they can get like a like a high profile celebrity to play this role too mm, yeah. like mm-hmm. I mean like it's like fucking like season. Olivia Coleman in Heartstopper level like why <laughs> yeah. are you here <laughs> Oscar, like it's gonna be fucking like Meryl Streep <laughs> a little too old perhaps but like Nicole Kidman that's actually my oh pick my, my pick is Nicole Kidman here? because like in the first season at least like that first book like she's not going to be needed for a crazy amount of commitment in terms of like filming no yeah she's just in the in like what the first and last episode yeah maybe even the first two i don't know i love a slow pace give me all the details (laughs) first episode only the field trip (laughs) second episode only montage yeah third episode just the minotaur (laughs) It's a 40 episode season. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm gonna be super honest. I like the Sally from the movies. I actually do. Yes. She was good. I really, really liked her. He, unfor- she was also though aged to um comparable to Logan Lerman though. And yeah. Logan Lerman was like look 16 and therefore she was a lot older. So yeah. it will would be a younger actress. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but speaking of her, though, she was the one that played the villain in the Adam Project. Oh, that wow. Walker's in. So, in a small world. Yes. yes. That's so interesting. Love random connections like that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I have one other random moment. Yeah. yeah. I really liked from this that probably won't make any sense to anyone unless they've listened to any recent episodes of my podcast. But when Ambeth says, that she would go visit Sally while Percy was gone and she would spend like hundreds of drachmas trying to contact people. This was, she spent hundreds of drachmas because Laura and I had this whole thing where we're trying to figure out the economy of camp, like how these kids (laughs) get money and everything. Cause like they, cause it says for the very first quest, they get a loan from the camp store of a hundred dollars. How do they pay that back? Where (laughs) is she getting all these drachmas from? And how much debt is she in now? Like, is there an interest rate for her to return these drachmas? Just have a job. How is she paying for all this trying to find her boyfriend? Also, if there's a centralized currency, there has to be a bank. <laughs> yes. Or at least a treasury. Yeah. Yes. No, our belief is that the Stoll brothers just break into the camp store, steal all the drachmas like every couple months and redistribute them through camp. So it's all oh like the same God. like $20 essentially. Yeah. 
<laughs> so she just like I don't know why this is speaking me so hard, but it is so funny to me. Just like what is the financial situation? Yes. Yes, because we're like adults now. These are the questions that we have when we reread yeah. these books. What's even funnier is that that we've never thought of this. No. Just like in the conversations we it sounds like something like oh, we talk hilarious. like talking about Medusa's business plan. Yeah. <laughs> like what's the model? <laughs> like I'm still I'm still caught up on that. Like that was the, talking about the entire intricate the, like marketing scheme of Monster Donuts earlier. Yeah, oh, like, Monster Donuts. They know what they're doing. We can't get back on that again. <laughs> this will be a three hour episode. <laughs> but yeah, that is so funny. I never thought about how they got a loan for their first. Yes, it said specifically they were loaned a hundred dollars. Have they paid it back by this book? Who knows? $100 Maybe that's like... why everyone's looking so hard for Percy because they're waiting on their interest. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> they're like, that kid owes me money. How dare he? <laughs> I do think that we're right that it is. It is kind of like more mafia style. Like, yeah, but like there are like loan sharks. Um, <laughs> Like, if you don't pay the, your drachma back, someone comes and breaks your legs. They send the Aries kids after you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Christ. we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back to discuss the theme of history. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our quick break is just... All right, we're back. (laughs) Um, Okay, history. (laughs) Where did we see history in this? This is just the most broad... Yeah, a a couple places. Yeah. Uh, The first place I want to go, though, is fucking Aphrodite. Yes. And the Civil War and, like, how sketchy this be um, that she's, like, idealizing the the confederate south i know yeah like she's partying with the confederates in charleston like oh sweetie no the way that the civil war plays into this book was an aspect that i forgot yeah like taking it back to an old section but like i like literally forgot how how weird the undertone because it's not a main theme in any right no but there's just like a vague undertone of it the entire time because it's like this is like like I understand why it was brought in in the sense that like Greek and Roman like they're fighting for the same cause but there's a civil but it should not have like it, there's just so many different things about the American Civil War and what's happening in this book mm-hmm. I mean it was just crazy that I don't remember who said it it was Annabeth Piper or Hazel but um was like yeah the South like slaves and the Romans did too. I was like, that's such a big thing to just drop in there. Yeah, literally. Yeah. It's like yeah. how it it also really paints. I don't think Rick is ever glorifies it or like I think it's supposed to be commentary on how the South is. I don't know if it's supposed to or not. I would like to take it as kind I, of- I kind of was was at least with the angle of like reading this in 2022. 
reading it from the angle of like critique of how Aphrodite is romanticizing it and like how we've romanticized the South, even though it's built upon something awful. And like Annabeth touches on that is like how something so beautiful comes out of so much pain is like interesting. And that's kind of the entire philosophy of America. Yeah. I don't know. It's, there, it's just a lot. And I don't know if they spend enough time on it to justify including it. I know. Yeah. But it, it does start an interesting thought. Yeah. It, it feels like something that probably just shouldn't have been included at all because there's, I don't know. There's just no way in the crazy plot this book has already set up. Like literally last episode, we were talking about like, what are the rules of this quest? So they're going <laughs> to roll. <laughs> But they're also not because they need a map in Charleston that they found about out about in Atlanta because they had to go sit like what what are the rules of this quest? So like and also Coach Hedge is here. So there's just a lot of plot already happening that there was no way that he could throw that in and adequately explore like what it meant. Yeah. Yeah. I also think like it was very sketchy when I don't remember who said it, but they were like, yeah, like all wars, like all civil wars start with with demigods fighting. I was like, huh. I was like, I don't think so. I mean, that was the (laughs) same thing in the first books where they were like, and Hades was Hitler. Yeah, and I was like, and we were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I was saying, I just agree that with the idea that for him to include this he should have like gone all the way with it and not had this just be the side thought because it is a very interesting like I I'm from South Carolina so I've been to Charleston a lot throughout my life and it is objectively a very beautiful place but then you also have to acknowledge why it is that way like who built all these houses and who like was killed for this place to exist and all of that and it's just it's still something that is grappled with today by anyone who lives there or who has interacted with the city and so to talk about it in such a nonchalant way like I'm just gonna slide this in here also we're talking about slavery with this black girl here who grew up in a time when segregation was still very much a thing and grew up was she from from New Orleans right so yeah and very much a not great place to be in as a young black female and it's just it's just very sketchy also thinking about how Leah Jeffries is going to play Annabeth and how that now plays like that gives a very different read to it too because obviously like in this moment in this book she is a white girl talking about this who grew up in the south and just putting that other lens on it it's all just very weird yeah yeah I do think if we're if we're looking at this like just like because you brought up the um tv show I think there is something interesting here that could be done in a future TV show where you spend an episode thinking about this and it's directed by, like, if it was, like, directed by uh, a Black director and, like, you really, like, could deal with that, it's just such a touch-and-go thing here that it's, like, well, like, well, you can get what he's going for, it doesn't, it kind of is almost a little more harmful that it's included because it doesn't explore it thoroughly enough. Like, that'd be interesting if I could, like, write a whole book about that. Mm -hmm. Like, write a whole book about how the Greek and Roman thing is associated with the Civil War and, like, that idea. Like, that is interesting. I understand where you're going. I don't know if a white man should, should spend his time writing that. Right. either though um 
but like I do think it is harmful that it's just kind of like plopped in here and we're like oh okay and it's definitely like not even because like as we like read this these books in the chapter it's clear like the narrator's the four chapters that are taken over by a certain narrator are meant to have a certain arc for that narrator. Um, and like, that was like not even close to the main arc of this narrator section. Yeah. So it's like very, it if it was even just the four chapters of Annabeth's arc in this section, it would still be like, I don't know if we spend enough time on that. And yeah. it's like not <laughs> even close. Like she has many other things yeah. happen to her. It's like a weird like, music as she's walking into the city. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's like especially especially when we have hazel there in this scene and she's a young black girl and not a narrator in this book. not the narrator and she doesn't even speak a lot mm-hmm. she's kind of just there because these chapters are mostly about annabeth and a little bit a bit about piper and then we're talking about stuff that directly really affects hazel and she doesn't really get to speak a lot yeah mm-hmm yeah, weird little section of the book. I agree. In a bad way. In a bad way. There's yeah. weird little sections of the book in a good way, but this is bad. Way. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. Right. Where else do we see history play in? <laughs> it's simply so broad. Like, <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I do think there's something to be said for like the Annabeth Athena conflict in terms of like. Yeah, like fighting with <laughs> sorry that side was so much um, <laughs> but like this is a pretty heavy topic because altogether fighting with family is very difficult because you are in a sense fighting with your history and like that is an incredibly complex topic to try to figure out for yourself but it's also this idea of like Athena has been around for so long and like I feel like there's this inherent imposter syndrome that comes in with like fighting um or like arguing with someone who has seen like eons more than you have and like it's just it it comes to like the whole debate of like does how much someone has seen or like how much life experience someone has had give them credit to like I don't know like you know what I mean like uh, like use that against you um, and it's like, I don't necessarily think that that's what Athena is doing. I just think that like arguing with a, like, honestly, a historical figure can be so tough for a plethora of reasons, especially if they're in your family. Like it's personal history. And it's also like, how does broader history go into the conflict? Yeah. And I think we see that with, Aphrodite too um like the big theme of this chapter is like mothers and their daughters um yeah and like that is like a huge aspect of it is like how do you communicate with someone who's coming from such a different perspective of you when you have that like there is like history associated with family and you're like you're part of this like lineage and like Annabeth is the like hundredth of her siblings that has had to go on this quest and like how does she grapple with the fact that no one has ever succeeded Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 
I think you also, between the two of them, have this example of parent trauma or negative history being the child's problem. And yeah. that, like, Athena talks about how she was taken away by the Romans and she was like ripped away like a trophy and how she wants all of her children to enact their revenge on the Romans. And like thousands of years later, she's still not satisfied. And it's always her children's problem. And they have to finish it essentially. And because of that, Anne Beth and the other children of Athena who are deemed worthy can't say no, they can't walk away from that. Annabeth can't say, no, I don't want this quest. Like, even though her mother was saying all these horrible things to her, she's still on this quest. She's still looking for the mark and everything. And is still, like her mother's taken away her protection and through her invisibility cap and she's still out there doing this thing and possibly going to die for it. Mm-hmm. And you also have that thing with the spiders as well. Like you have this generational yeah. fear that is developed from like Arachne and that mm-hmm. the idea that your aunt like your ancestor wronged someone else's ancestor. And so now, like, you have, they have, like, a feud that is very Scottish, like, you know, like, (laughs) very, like, descending feuds that result from, like, interpersonal conflict. And it's, like, suddenly Annabeth is afraid of all spiders and all spiders want to attack Annabeth because of something that happened centuries before they were born that they have had no part in. And it's, like, how how do you deal with things that you're told you're supposed to care about but like don't actually really affect you yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's almost like maybe parents should fix their issues instead of putting it on their kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) the main theme of this entire series (laughs) all all of these books yeah 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 Yeah. deal with your own issues Cool. Sass moments? Sass moments. All right. Just find a little funny. It it used to be like something sassy that someone said, and now it's just like, what did we pee at? (laughs) I mean, I think the obvious one is just, you dropped this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. True. That's very true. I'm such a big fan of Hazel Nibble the Sugar Cookie. We're not in a war yet, my lady. Um, mine is Leo naming his furniture. Yeah, normalize being nice to Leo. Yes, I he's like been Leo. really messy this book, but normalize being nice to Leo. I like him. I do like Leo. I've always been a cool guy. He just he's so sweet. He gives similar chaos, but trying really hard to be good as Grover. And like Grover was a big comfort character, and like Leo just has the same vibe of like. I'm 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 doing a lot, but I'm trying really hard. <laughs> I love him. Uh, I'm sorry I came so hard for him during my recap. <laughs> no, it's okay. Whatever. He needs mercy. He does no, things he, bad. He he is yeah. the I hate the pitting Leo and Frank against each other. Me too. I've never enjoyed yeah. it. I don't think it makes sense. It um, feels it feels forced. Weird. It's like a romance ish triangle because like Leo looks like a guy that Hazel dated in the 1800s so it's like not really a, a and like he's seen her one time and is suddenly into her and wanting to fight Frank for her and it's just like yeah it's so this weird. isn't it, it <laughs> yeah 
I, I wish there there's just like not a ton of funny moments in these chapters like they're yeah. kind of very serious chapters um therefore I'm gonna break the rules and share a, just a cool quote okay it's the next instead Raina <laughs> flicked her hands the metal dogs backed away Annabeth chased she said when we meet again we will be enemies on the battlefield I fucking love Raina. She mm-hmm. is everything. She is, oh my God. Favorite character, the house down. Favorite character, the house down. I love her so much. Yes. <laughs> she's the blueprint for all I want to be. <laughs> no, she's fantastic. All right. It is time to give offerings. So we give an offering for uh, a character that we like, did something good. <laughs> That's there's there, That's there's so little justification it. needed. It can yeah. literally, and then we're also gonna vote someone off, mm. someone who we thought did bad. Okay. Um, my offering is, I've been really thinking about Hazel now, and I I think Hazel really got the short end of the stick th- these chapters. Yeah. Um, I don't like how Rick treated her in the chapter so my offering is for hazel because she is is incredible and she gets sidelined this book um we get more of her later but she's really sidelined this book yeah Yeah. i think i'm gonna hop on that i will also give mine to hazel because also like she like nico is trapped and like Nobody seems to like really oh, yeah, like obsessed. Yeah. Like, okay. with, like I'm giving mine to Hazel too. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. That was like a really weird part of the last set of chapters. Yeah. Where they were like, Nico's trapped and is gonna die. And they were like, mm. it was val it was like valid as like I understand why they were being a little bit like hesitant to trust Nico. Right. He's kind of a shady person, especially in this series, like Heroes of Olympus series, like he is kind of like weird, but like you know, I felt, felt for her. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with all of that. I would also like to throw in Raina into the mix just because Thank of God. the conversation that, that she and Annabeth had where Annabeth sort of acknowledged that Raina is in a really terrible position because she doesn't want to go to war, but Octavian has become like this dictator of yes. the Roman camp and has brought them, brought all of the other Romans along to his side. And so she can't back down and say we can't fight them because then it'll make her look weak she'll get kicked out and then there will be no one with any intelligence at all in charge of this group and so all she can try to do like Ambeth Astor is like just slow them down as they go to camp because also they're marching on Camp Hapla now apparently while the rest of them go across the ocean to Rome so that's also happening so it's just she she's so alone because like Jason left Percy left and it's just her and Octavian now so yeah. I, just, I just really feel for the position that she's been put in. Yeah, that's I true. Agree. I was hoping you would give it to her. I was going <laughs> to do it. And then I was like, I need to chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is in a really, really tough position. And she's one of those characters that I'm always like, she should just be in the book more. Yeah, I, yeah. I always like, want more right now. She's always like, like I don't know, she always has just, even in I mean, that's Son what, of Neptune, she only had like certain moments yeah. that were like, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's why Blood of Olympus is so great. Yes, I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, all right. Who are we voting off the island this Octavian. week? Octavian. <laughs> I think I have a better idea. Um, I, 
Aphrodite was out of pocket. She, she was. She That's was. a good That's true. I'm still going to go with Octavian, but, like, I agree. And I love Aphrodite. Like, I am a stan, but out of pocket this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She behaved But very me. pretty. <laughs> but very pretty. Uh, I, I hope they do the thing where they have a bunch of different actresses play her. Yes. yes. Uh, we were floating around. Yeah, so it's right. A go, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. I have a list. Yeah. <laughs> really, that, that's one where you could bring in a bunch of celebrities too. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking like Lapita Nyongo. Yes. Selma yes. Hayek. Uh, People way above the budget Kate for this Blanchett. Show. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> I think mine, mine will have to be Athena just because I have a lot of beef yeah. with the whole older generations putting their yeah. issues on the yeah. younger. So <laughs> I don't know what's out of here. Hop on. I, you could also make your choo-choo own train. Octavians I, there's like, yeah. Choo-choo Octavians a bit. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Athena, actually, because I was just, like, looking for my sass moment and reread the scene of Annabeth recalling their conversation, and, like, it is so, and I remember reading that as a kid, being like, this is so out of character and awful. She's like, you are nothing. It's like, ooh, like, why are you talking? It's so awful. So, yeah, that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And alrighty, folks, that is all for this week. Join us next week where we'll be discussing chapters 21 through 24 through the theme of ancestry. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a coffee account and a Redbubble store and a website, returntocamp.com. Yeah. Would you like to plug anything before you go? Oh, yeah, sure. So you can listen to my podcast with my friend, Lauren. We actually vaporized our podcast. Get it? It's funny. Um, We're on, I believe, all of the various platforms where you can listen to podcast type media. We are on Instagram and TikTok at actually vaporized pod. It's just me running the social media. So it's all very unhinged and irregular. It should be. (laughs) I don't think there's a single podcast social media in the Prissy Jackson that is hinged. area that, that is hinged. hinged. Uh, it's, it started out. It started out very professional. Then I was like, I'm kind of tired of this. <laughs> like not even shoes. Like doing like like, <laughs> no. like a real like like no, network we, podcast also on Hinge. Authenticity, authenticity key. I remember there was one day I was reading the chapters for one of the episodes we were filming and I was just sitting like out in their common room like reading the book and Brain just took a pic he's the one who runs the social media Brain just took a picture of me and posted on the story I was like girl I am like in my pajamas like this is so- <laughs> he's like I don't know I thought it'd be like cool I was like I can't it was funky fun fresh yeah yeah for for sure all right thank you so much for yes being thank here. you so much for having me on okay yeah. we can